inside only for the one. But I'm traveling alone. Besides, it stands there looking so sad and neglected. It stands there swinging reproaches at you every time you pass by it. If monsieur will excuse me, I will get the keys of the coach house. You shall see something better by far. I am more costly by half. I shall be overreached by three or four louis d'or. Yorick, Yorick, avarice, base passion. Thy hand is against every man, and every man's hand is against thee. Heaven forbid, monsieur. Madam, forgive me I didn't see you. Heaven forbid, indeed. Allow me. You have hold of my hand, monsieur. Fair lady, this must certainly be one of fortune's whimsical doings. To take two utter strangers by their hands and in one moment place them together in such a cordial situation as friendship herself could scarce have achieved for them had she projected it for a month. And your reflection upon it shows how much she has embarrassed you by the adventure, monsieur. Ah, madam, it is merely that I am an English philosopher. My heart knew it, but my brain couldn't let it alone. But um, you've been in London? No, monsieur. Then you must have come from Flanders? Yes. Perhaps from Lille? No. Nor Arras? Nor Cambrai? Nor Gong? Nor Brussels? Uh, yes, monsieur. I live in Brussels. Ah, and you are going by the Paris road? Yes, monsieur. As far as Amiens. As far as Amiens. Then perhaps madame would... Pardon me, madame. If monsieur will step into the coach house, I will show him a few of my carriages. Thank you. After you, madame. If monsieur intends to travel alone, I have here a désobligeant which... No, 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 no. I must have a coach for two, I think. Monsieur would find a désobligeant very uncomfortable. Yes, yes, indeed. Perhaps uh, this carriage would suit, monsieur. But for scarce hold to, it is altogether too small. Have the goodness to step in with him, madame. It is larger than he believes. Excuse me, monsieur. I, I shall be back in a moment. <laughs> Another of fortune's whimsical doings, monsieur. C'est bien comique. There wants nothing to make it so but the comic use which the gallantry of a Frenchman would put it to. To make love the first moment and offer his person the second. It is their forte, monsieur. It is supposed so, at least. They have certainly got the credit of understanding more of love and making it better than any other nation upon earth. But for my own part, I think them errant bunglers. Indeed, monsieur? What a want of knowledge of love-making a man betrays whoever lets the word come out of his lips till an hour or two at least after the time that his silence upon it becomes tormenting to a lady. A course of small, quiet attentions, not so pointed as to alarm, nor so vague as to be misunderstood, with now and then a look of kindness and a little or nothing said upon it. Leaves nature for your mistress, and she fashions it to her mind. Then I solemnly declare, monsieur, that you have been making love to me all this while.
I never finished a ten-guinea bargain so expeditiously in my life as I did in buying the carriage. And what a large volume of adventures may be grasped within this little span of life by him who interests his heart in everything that time and chance hold out to him as he journeyeth on his way. Indeed, I lost my portmanteau from behind the carriage, twice got out in the rain and once up to my knees in dirt, to help the postillion tie it on before I got to Montreuil. But surely Monsieur needs a servant. There is a clever young fellow here who would be very proud of the honor to serve an Englishman. Well, let him come in then, by all means. A la fleur! A la fleur! This is the English gentleman who needs a servant. Monsieur would only give me the chance to prove myself. Well, you suit me very well, Lafleur. I'm sure. I suppose I should inquire what you can do, but I shall find out your talents as I need.